Tutors of Life podcast, where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 154, this is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. This is a Tudor episode where we teach you something new, hopefully. Love it. And what's our other episode? Our other episodes are talk episodes, um, where Sean and I just kind of bullshit around. And talk about randomness. Isn't that what bullshitting is? Should we look up the definition of bullshit? Sure. So, um, Merry Christmas, because we are recording this on Christmas Day. Talk nonsense to someone, typically to be misleading or deceptive. Oh. We don't really. We don't do that. No. Um. We do talk nonsense, though. Yes, we do. So, Merry Christmas. It's Sunday. This is officially the most non-Christmas feeling day I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Agreed. This did not feel like Christmas at all. It was very weird to like open presents because it didn't feel like Christmas. Yeah, we just opened like a couple presents. We're like, this is fucking weird. Mm-hmm. I think it's weird because we weren't home. That's true. Usually we are like we wake up at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Hamma was really excited about her presents so. though. There's 440 calories in this pack of peanut M&M's. And you probably ate 400 of them? Yeah. Oh, peanut butter M&M's. Yeah. One that thing game yesterday. Yeah. Okay, Sean, what are we talking about today? Before we get into that, with Christmas, yesterday, and Friday night at Matthew's, I consumed so many carbs. So many. Like, the amount of carbs and sugar I ate is not healthy correct i ate so much that i now have heartburn Mm -hmm. as i'm plowing through a fucking thing m&ms right um with that being said sam and i went to the gym today ran into the beautiful ryan and boy i have not had a pump i wasn't even training hard we were just like hanging out and bsing yeah we're like hanging out, BSing, and just moving after like being so yeah, like being so fucking docile, docile for two days. So we're just like getting in the gym, moving for an hour. Holy shit, dude! I could just feel the pump. Just the blood was just flowing. The carbs were being used. I'm up ten pounds. I am up. 10 pounds. How much of that do you think is going to be gone tomorrow morning? Probably half of it. And then the other half's probably going to be gone. Um, oh, definitely Tuesday after. Morning. Yeah, definitely after MMA tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, um, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah. So, we're going to talk about time, mm-hmm. which is going to lead us into upgrading throughout time Hmm. um we've talked about this before in the past one of our main sources of like idea generation is just things that are happening into our like in our lives or uh, things we watch or listen to uh and this weekend we were watching peaky blinders fucking my (laughs) my favorite tv show peaky blinders um and it's so it's if you take out the gangster part of it there's a lot of good lessons to learn 
Oh, yeah. I mean, even with the gangster part, I think. I mean, not like the killing people randomly. Right. Which would be pretty cool if they brought that back. Um, but if you look at, like... Let's get into it, and then we'll kind of re- explain why. All right, so check it out. This is what a big thing I learned through watching Peaky Blinders, and it reminded me this weekend watching it. Mm-hmm. The amount of time that surpasses as Thomas Shelby and the Peaky Blinders start out from when they got back from World War One. And they were just like gangsters, like being bookies, right? Being bookies and being gangsters. What, Where they started out, the time that surpasses as they grow, go through the series and each like level of their business development and where they take their business and getting into political office and things like that, right? a shit ton of time goes by and they go from just being like bookies living in an apartment to owning estates mm-hmm. and being political figures mm-hmm. by the time the series is over. Mm-hmm. But it's through like if you watch the amount of work and risk and strategic thinking Thomas Shelby puts in mm-hmm. to level up. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and then the, the most beautiful part is the time. There's like multiple years in each series, in each season um, that goes by, which really puts it into perspective of how long it takes to get to where, mm-hmm. like to, to grow. Oh, yeah. What do you got? Uh, I mean, obviously, you wouldn't do it in the same way as they do because they do it a lot of it by, like, intimidation um, and killing people, uh, blackmailing and stuff like that. So there is a more, you know, <laughs> uh, legal way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of their things is, like, they walk around just so confident and they they're very proud of themselves of what they do even when they have to do like hard tasks they're still very proud of like where they've come from where they are now and what they're doing and another cool thing too is like they never really forget who they truly are um they aren't gypsies right it was polly on polly that was gypsy Mm -hmm. Well, they must have been because they... They were called it. Because he wanted to be burned in his wagon. Right. That's true. Mm, But anyways, so they started off broke as can be and worked their way up. And the one cool thing was like when they got to be super rich, politicians and other wealthy people didn't respect them because they were gangsters. Mm -hmm. So they decided to take that. And instead of being, like, upset and mad about it, they decided to clean up their act. So, stop being gangsters. Start. Well. They, they try, but then there's things in the plot and stuff that makes it so that they don't. But they become, like, businessmen. 
like so they take their money and start buying businesses mm-hmm. um within like the city that they live and then uh thomas shelby obviously becomes a politician mm-hmm. uh so they instead of getting upset that other people are not treating them with respect they decide to play this like play the same game pretty much mm-hmm. or beat people at their game instead so they've won at their game so they're gonna try and beat people at their game right um which is very impressive and like sean said i mean it took it was over a 14 year period yeah and they were able to build quite an empire oh god massive empire through <laughs> insane action mm-hmm. and i would say for most people, I mean, it would take, it depends how you go about it. Like, if you talk, think about, like, growing businesses, they stole a lot of money and did a lot of sketchy things. They did a lot of illegal things, which made their growth extremely high. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of blackmail, mm-hmm. which in today's day and age would be a little bit harder to get away with. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, like, a lot harder to get away with. Yeah. Um, so, like... Those things definitely expedited their their growth, but the 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 same like principles of this shit takes time mm-hmm. is still in place, and that's what it reminded me of, or like a it was just a good reminder of how long growing an empire takes. Can you please just think of yourself as Thomas Shelby because he always thinks of the end product from the get go. He, he's not like, he'd be a master chess player. Like, he's not thinking three, four moves ahead. He's like 20 moves ahead. If any of you have not watched Peaky Blinders, I highly recommend it. Because you go through five, there's six episodes per season. You go through five episodes, really not knowing where the fuck this is going. Right, like, just being like, there's no way they're getting out of this. Yeah, like, they are in too deep. There's no way... And then season six, or episode episode six six. of each season lays out Tommy's master plan that he had set this whole fucking time, and this whole process was over like a year. Mm Mm-hmm. And he had this shit all planned out for a whole year. That level of, like... Planning. Planning and chess. I I don't... It's like today's version is Andy Frisella. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The... I remember this, yeah, like Rob said that him and 10 years ago, him and Andy Frisella did a whiteboard when they were like on similar playing fields and Andy had this 10 year plan and Rob's like, dude, what the fuck is this? Like, this is way, this is way too intense. And then 10 years later, Andy Frisella's surpassed it. Yeah, that's insane. So it's like... I guess how to it it's almost like a good series to watch and digest and try to see how I or you can play chess mm-hmm. at a very high level. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's kinda crazy. It's so cool. And I, I will say, we didn't start really relating it to business until recently. Peaky Blinders. Right. Yeah, before it was just fun to watch. No. So, yeah, everything takes time. Everything takes time. Got to be patient. Got to put in the work. Put in the time. 
and you can make things grow. Mm-hmm. So that's the time portion. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the series, and this is part of what you and I talk about doing, is throughout this time, you upgrade. Mm-hmm. So when we started business five years ago, about almost six years ago now, um, we lived in an apartment with five other dudes. Four other dudes? Four other dudes. Live in an apartment with four other dudes. Well, three other dudes. You were the fourth. Mm. There was five mm-hmm. people in the house. Mm-hmm. With three other dudes. Good point. Five people in the house living in the house. Five people. I was driving around a fucking Dodge Dakota. Uh, actually, you had the Volvo at the time. I had the Volvo, which I had to sell to keep the business running. True. Or to, not necessarily keep the business running to like so I could survive because I couldn't take money from the business. And I was borrowing a car from Mitch. No. First year, you had Bruce still. But Bruce was dying because I was driving Mitch's car for most of the summer. That was 2018, not 2017. No, that was the first dev. That was the first dev. Was it really? Yeah, because he let us drive it both summers. So it was the first summer at First Ave, and then we somehow limped Bruce through the winter, and then in the next summer I got to drive it again, and then we bought, uh, um, why can't I think of her name? No. The Honda Fit. The Remember phone. the Saturn? We had the green wagon. The Saturn. Oh, I mean, I had this, we had the Saturn off and on. Anyways, doesn't matter. Okay. I had a $1,000 truck. Mm-hmm. And lived in a house with five. Five people lived in a house. And we started out the business with virtually not a whole lot. No. And as we progressed, we were able to get nicer places. We were able to upgrade cars, get like nicer business cars, things like that. We were able to buy, we were able to move into a nicer apartment. Me and you, yeah. yeah. Then we were able to buy a house. Mm-hmm. Now we're able to buy a nicer house. We live in a nicer house than we used to. Mm-hmm. Nicer cars. Kind of. Meh. Debatable. Um, Yours is definitely nicer. Mine's definitely nicer. And so, but yeah, your forerunner's nicer. It's nice. It's just updated. Yeah. So as we go, we've been getting nicer and like been mm-hmm. upgrading, been upgrading shit. And we've even been like upgrading clothes. Yeah. Like I was, then I was wearing the same clothes I had in high school and any clothes I would get was like free clothes I, I didn't really buy much clothes like and if i did it was always on clearance mm-hmm. sean and i talked about this like i was afraid to buy like 20 dollar jeans back then mm-hmm. now like we're able to buy nicer clothes and it really doesn't affect us much right um sh- now we bought like what we wanted for the year so like we're probably not going to buy much for like this year all in next year yeah because we've got enough to last us a few years I might buy a dresser too, and that's about it. Yeah. But so we've been upgrading, and we plan to upgrade Sam's car next year, mm-hmm. and then probably my car the next year. 
Um, <clears throat> but we're thinking about doing the same thing with our real estate because right now we have some of our, like our real estate right now is like older houses, older duplexes, and they're, they're heavier in maintenance. We're able to rent them for cheaper to people than maybe some of the newer stuff. Um, actually, dude, I don't know. Some of these single families rent just stupid amounts. The one we have is not going to. Sure. Okay. So. You say that like you don't believe me, but okay. Sure. Okay. Um, we have properties that are like uh, not outdated per se, but they're old. Mm-hmm. Maintenance heavy because they're old. And so that's most of our portfolio right now. I would say maybe like four out of 15 aren't like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we're talking about putting together a plan to sell those as we like set, set a plan on when we want to sell those to upgrade them to nicer, less maintenance shit. Mm-hmm. And bigger units too in general. So like yes. taking a single family home and upgrading it to either a duplex, triplex, or a four unit. Or bigger. Or bigger, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, taking those and yeah, getting rid of the single families and upgrading them to mm-hmm. multifamilies. Um, some more units. Mm-hmm. Just because, explain why. To more multi-units? Yep. Than single families. I mean, just the management of them is in gen in general is a lot, uh, a lot easier. But like today, I was going through our numbers and dividing up like the loans and uh, property taxes of them is so much lower per unit than just a single family. So single family, you only have that unit. So if that isn't rented, then you're losing all of that money. Like you have to catch up on your property taxes and loan payments but in like a triplex it's a lot easier to like we have a triplex in bloomer we got it for a hella hella good deal anyways Mm -hmm. but if one of the units isn't rented out for a month or two the other two units will cover that Mm -hmm. so you're you're at least always getting the money flowing in which is why multi-units are quite a bit nicer Mm mm-hmm when there's like, I mean, once you get into larger, larger multifamily, you can have multiple units being turned over or vacant, mm-hmm. and you will still be cash flowing. Right. And so, which ideally you don't want, but if you're updating units and turning two, three units at a time, mm-hmm. um, and things are vacant for a you know a few weeks, a month, whatever, yeah, you're still cash flowing. Yeah. And so. Um, especially on like bigger burrs, um, it's it's really good. Where a single family burr, you don't make money. Right. If it's not rented, you're not making money. Right. And so it's, it's a lot more pressure on Sean and I to get those rented out right now. And so we're more likely to put in probably a worse tenant because we need it rented. Right. If it's not rented, we're not making money. Right. We're losing money. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, that's kind of like that's so so maintenance wise and then more doors mm-hmm. are 
pretty big reasons why we would want to update Mm -hmm. or Um, upgrade 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 sorry yeah i mean like even you gotta think like a single family like that a new roof on that's gonna be 13 grand 14 grand Mm -hmm. a new unit a new roof on a four unit is 32 well and that's if it's laid out the way yours was because yours was long ways right think if it was two on bottom two on top oh man. it could be the same price oh shit dude it'd be the same price right depending on the pitch and stuff it might be cheaper right Mm-hmm. absolutely yeah so it's that's a good way to put it like because mm-hmm. and, and then you can divide that cost out between four units versus one because you only can raise the price of a unit so much right especially dude another thing is if you're getting fucking if we're getting shit with baseboard heaters mm-hmm. baseboard heaters four landlords are heaven heavenly they cost thirty to sixty dollars for a baseboard heater mm-hmm. to replace them, right? To replace them, to completely replace them. Which I don't get. We've lived in so many places that the baseboard heats are just so fucking nasty and rusty. Just replace it. Make it look so much nicer. A new furnace is like forty two hundred minimum. Mm-hmm. And you, like, what I hate about furnaces, it's the worst thing because. Sean and I have so many issues with a lot of our furnaces because the tenants will raise it to 80 degrees and then they get too hot. So they lower it to 65 and then they raise it to 80. And by having the furnace fluctuate that much, it, it kills the furnace. Oh, fucks it up. We've had f- how many furnaces die in the past so five years? So goddamn many furnaces go out. And then, and then another thing with that, furnaces are always dying. Then people not changing the filters. Oh, yes. You know? People want to change the filters every month. Mm, which that is in our lease. So uh, yeah. if one of our furnaces are, um, it comes back that it died because of the furnace filter, we right. can go after the tenants, right. which is nice. Right. But I mean, so even then, like that's a, that you have one heat source. Yeah. You have a baseboard go out. It doesn't matter because you still have like six more baseboards in the house and the house is going to stay warm. Well, how much easier is it to go to Menards, get a baseboard, replace it? Oh, Jesus. Than getting a furnace. It's it's a freaking, it's a breaker, flipping a breaker, a couple wire nuts, about four screws, and then reverse. That's it? Dude, it is, like it's. The whole process is like you'll be on site for like thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, it's beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. So that's that's where like, dude, I know, I know, electricity wise, energy wise, it's not as efficient. But I mean, so many places have tenants pay for electricity, anyways. Exactly. So it's not as efficient. I mean, oh yeah, think about Corona. It was literally the tiniest two-bed, one-bath you could ever find. And it was, what? It was like $200 a month in electricity because of our baseboard heat. It was ridiculous. Yes, it was. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Yeah, I think that that was like heat and electricity. And so, really, the heat portion was $100. Still, $100 for electricity for that tiny place? Yeah. I mean, it's... It could have been the light fixtures. As we learned, the light fixtures do matter. Yeah. Yep. Dude, the electricity in this house has been really cheap, hasn't it? 
I thought it was only like sixty five. Might have been, yeah. Our Robin Road one was like two hundred dollars a month. It was yeah. awful. It came down when we were by ourselves, so it came down to like one fifty. Yeah. It was really high when we had that when your mom would leave that one light on all the time. Right, and then we changed up got rid of that light and put a two bulb in. No, we didn't. We left it. We just told her to stop turning that one on. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Decent. Yeah. Decent. New homeowners will learn. Hmm. Boy, I thought we changed that out. Mm-mm. We were going to, but then we never did. Huh. Interesting. Maybe we did. Yeah, I know we did because I put a two bob in. Okay, dick face. What? You just called me wrong. You just say no. Yeah, and then when I said maybe you're right, you didn't have to be like, yeah, I know. We've been talking this weekend about Sean's tone with me. So, that's why I said that. Beautiful. I love it. Anyways. So, I changed up the light. And uh, electricity went down big time there. Yeah, it did. Properties upgrading. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else you got? Why is it on me? <laughs> uh... Yeah, I don't know. I'm just... It would be nice, right, if we had... It'd be so much easier to manage if it was just one building of 28 units versus eight buildings of two or three units apiece. So, I mean, that's another nice thing about, like, upgrading is... Because we could technically sell our portfolio and 1031 exchange it into a big apartment building. We're not going to, but I'm just saying we could. In theory, yes. Mm-hmm. In application, a lot more difficult. Oh, yeah, especially here. Yeah, There's... I mean, finding the apartment. <laughs> if you can do that, you can just find it. Then, I mean, that's already, that's crazy. But then we'd have to have 10 vacancies or, like, somehow sell... 10 properties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if you Tough. could do, like, how worth it would it be for Second Street to, like, do it as a land contract? Why? I'm just curious. Not really. It's not really worth it unless it's, like, paid off, right? I mean, we would just pay the mortgage. I don't know. The big thing would be selling it to get the lump sum. Mm-hmm. To either 1031 it into something, or if we can't find anything, stack the cash and wait till we find something. Right. Because if you look at like ROI for what we would sell it for and get for cash, mm-hmm. in order to get that with cash flow, it'd take like eight years. That's true. And so, is it worth eight years? Plus maintenance and headaches. And then in that eight years, we'll have to do a roof. Wait, when you do land contracts, we're still in charge of all that? No, but I mean, if we do a land contract, what's the benefit? That's what I was just asking. Like, would there be a benefit? No. Okay. A a land contract, I guess, would be beneficial. Like, if we wanted higher... 
income than renting it. But I don't really think we'd get that too much, much. No. Maybe maybe two hundred bucks more a month. Yeah. Um, that's why that's why I said I think it'd be more worth it if it was paid off more. Right. Yeah. Yeah, if Anyways. it was paid off and you, we wanted like a higher price. Mm. I was just curious. Since we were talking about upgrading. Sure. Sure. So yeah. Uh the other, we, did you kinda you kinda discussed it. But upgrading businesses, not just houses. Mm-hmm. Did you discuss that? We have not talked about it on okay. here. Okay. <clears throat> with your time, with our time, as we progress through life, um some things are going to require more time for less of a return. Some businesses will require more time for less of a return. And other businesses will have products or services at a higher price with less accounts, um, which gives you a better return and less oversight, less time. And so, as we progress, looking at that um, will be a very beneficial thing to like look at our business if it's worth staying in long term, mm-hmm. right? Or when we reach a certain point, is it more beneficial to just switch? 100% to what like Logan Rankin does, which is just repositioning only, you know, so that's a completely different business. Get rid of flipping because he used to flip, mm-hmm. you know, and so get rid of flipping completely just to focus on the big ticket repositioning. Right. Um, and I mean, you could look at that with like, let's look at it with like a mechanic shop. Oil changes, you don't make money on, right? Mm -hmm. So in a mechanic shop, you really don't make money on an oil change. And so say right now you're doing 30% of your business's oil changes. And then like you do your upcharge sales on that, right? And your up sale charges, you're charging 90 bucks an hour, 100 bucks an hour. Okay. Great. Hunky dory. Cool. Or you have a mechanic shop for diesel trucks Mm -hmm. and you're charging $200 an hour. And you do an oil change because you got the truck in for a bunch of other shit, you know? Mm -hmm. But really, your big thing is you're making 200 bucks an hour instead of 100. And you're working on this shit. And so, like, that's a way of, like, from regular everyday maintenance of making maybe, like, 70 to 90 bucks an hour for a regular place, a regular shop, mm-hmm. 70 to 100 bucks, to then, like, now you specialize in diesel trucks, and now you're making 200 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one way to, like, look at it. Another thing would be, like, the group homes, for example. You got five group homes, 10 group homes, four bedroom adult family homes, or you bump up to a 64 bed uh, CBRF. Yeah. You know, 
Mm-hmm. Just like, boom, 64 beds, CBRF, everything's under one thing. You've got more beds, less staff. Um, everything's in one area. Mm-hmm. Maintenance on one building instead of 10. Yeah. <clears throat> That's just a way to like upgrade the business. And it's still the same concept of if you have more vacant or you're – you can allow for more vacancies right. and still make profit. Exactly. So, yeah, it's just like something, you know, as we go, is it worth upgrading the business? Right, yeah. And so that's something. And you, you have to, like, think about in what ways do you want to upgrade the business? Or do you just want to acquire more? Acquire more businesses? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, like... From stable living to the home improvement, it was a big time upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, we were able to, well, Sean was able to have more free time. We were able to, I mean, it wasn't, home improvement's not a 24-7 business. So you don't have to worry about things overnight, generally. Right. Well, so I have a, I have a potential for less time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you're definitely... Putting in less time than you did, like, especially starting out with stable living. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Mm-hmm. Big, big time. Yeah, yeah. Starting this business compared to having to start, like, stable living, way less time yep. involved, for sure. But, yeah. So, I mean, that was, like, a big time upgrade. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, it'll be interesting to see if we want to either upgrade the home improvement company or get a different one or just add another business. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what we're looking for in that. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah, we want to, essentially, as you grow, you want to look for less time commitment for a larger return. Mm-hmm. And, like, everything you do, you know, mm-hmm. how to really utilize that time. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's that's a big thing on why, like, systems are so good. And then also the 80-20 rule. Yeah. What are your 20% of customers that give you 80% of your income? Mm-hmm. And then focus on that. Mm-hmm. Don't focus on the 80% of customers that give you 20% of income. Right. Yep. Which could be, that could be cherry picking flips and wholesaling the rest. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's just like if we don't have work, we don't have work. But it is one way that like, we occasionally get flips that are like really good cherry pick deals and we could keep those and wholesale the ones that take a long time. Yeah. I was also thinking like uh, flipping your own stuff versus customer work. Yeah. Because customer work very easily could be 80% Oh yeah. of your time and 20% of your customers. Yep. yep. 20% income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, flips. I mean, flips for sure. 20% of customers 80 percent of income mm-hmm. for sure yeah um but there's flips that there's flips in that rule too yeah you know so some flips are way better than others i mean yeah like eddie lane or eddie road versus cameron right yep i mean luckily cameron uh, yeah you got to think about either time or money you're going to make on it right exactly um, Cameron's obviously going to take more time, but you also got it at a cheaper price. Mm-hmm. So in the end, which one will win? It'll be interesting. Time, Eddie Road wins. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, Just because. 
But I'm curious, like, uh, price-wise, like, where uh, Cameron will come out. Yeah. Or profit-wise, I should say. Profit-wise, compared to, like, all the other properties. Yeah. Yeah, the time on that one's definitely going to be towards the highest end. Yeah. But the income's also towards the highest end. Mm. But luckily, it's not really Orrin Kyle's time. You were able to... We're able to leverage a lot of... Con- we're going to be able to leverage a lot of contractors on that one. Right. Mm-hmm. So that is also nice. Yeah. A lot of holding time, though. A lot of holding time. A lot of holding time. But with such a low purchase price... Mortgage ain't much. 600 yeah. bucks a 600 bucks a month. And I'm sure insurance isn't that bad either. No. No. So, yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, that just cuts into profit, so we'll see. Right. Yeah. That's true. Cool. So, yeah. Time. Take your time with things. I mean, obviously don't go, like, super slow, but... Be realistic that things take time to grow. Yeah, you, you want to take your risks. You want to be aggressive. But realize the exponential growth of time. Mm-hmm. It, what, you, what you're doing now for the next 10 years is just priming for the 10 following years. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, if you if you look at Warren Buffett's growth... He made the majority of his wealth, and 96% of his wealth came in the last 10 years. Yeah. From years, from being 70 years old to 80 years old is when he made 96% of his wealth. Mm-hmm. And he started investing at 12. Yep. So that, keep in mind that like exponential growth of time. Mm-hmm. And then upgrading as you progress as you can mm-hmm. um just because it the maintenance and time mm-hmm. of trying to keep everything you have will wear you down so much you need to think about decreasing time commitment increasing return mm-hmm yeah. That'd be the main reason. Yeah, everything is about time. Things take a long time to progress, but you also want to make sure that things don't take a long time, like, out of your day. Right. It's all interesting. Loud. I don't know. Sean and I talk about time all the time. All mm-hmm. the time. And then I also have to get better with my tone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mr. Smarty Pants. I think there. you need to get better with your tone. Do you see the eye roll? The audience didn't see it, but... No. Wait, do you not actually see my eye no, roll? I saw your eye. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Extreme ownership. This is my fault. I hate that you say that. What? There's some shit that you say that, and I'm like, I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm just trying to explain the situation. I feel like it's my fault. I'll own it. I mean, when you use a sassy tone, yes, it is. Because that's you doing it. Sure. Anyways, watch Peaky Blinders. It's a good, uh, gives you some good business and manly motivation. There's such men on that show. Dude, yeah. If you're you're out there being a little bitch, a little pussy, go watch Peaky Blinders and uh, sew your balls back on. There you go. Even the women, too. 
The women are badasses. Women are badass, dude. That's mm-hmm. such a badass fucking show. Mm-hmm. I love that show. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. Merry Christmas. And make sure you have a good tone with your significant other in this new year. See ya. Bye. <laughs>